0: Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast.
1: Currently, our adopted kids are ages um, 22, 22, um, 19, 19, and 18. And then those are the four girls, and then they're One just turned 16 yesterday. The five-year-old is now 16. The two-year-old is almost 13. The two-year-old boy, and then the other two-year-old is almost 14. So it's a, it's a lot, but it has been, um, they're totally our kids, 100% our kids. We love them completely. We, um, we're thankful for God bringing them to our family. There's been times I've been in the fetal position on the floor, like, why did you do this? But uh except for those moments, we know that God has a plan and a purpose, and it's been hard, but it's been good. And they um all know about God. We homeschooled them, we've read the Bible with them, they've we've had tons of conversations with them. I would say our adoptive kids, we've had more conversations about faith in God because they have a lot of questions and a lot of like well how come god let this happen and they saw a lot Our ones that we adopted um you know when they were older they had six years of being with their biological mom six or more the youngest one was six when they were taken out of really really hard stuff and seeing more in life than probably most people will ever see with drugs and alcohol and people and situations most people don't even get exposure that they were living in that and so We've had more conversations, I would say, of faith in God. So they all know God. Um, all but one right now would with, with claim they are following God. So it's just knowing that He has a plan and a purpose. And God is even saying, you know, even for the ones that aren't as close to God as I would wish, or that claim not to want anything, we have one that doesn't want anything to do with God, um, answered prayer is not a quick fix. I'm gonna keep praying and it might it might not be tomorrow, but we're going to keep praying for them
0: you never know what the seeds that have been planted the the harvest may be many many years down the road
1: and it's there so the, the one that I mentioned that's with her biological mom um every once in a while she'll call and like I'm so sorry I love you guys thank you for taking us in you're the best parents ever like I can't believe I'm making these choices I'm so sorry you taught us better like she'll just go on and on and John will like cover the phone he's like She's such a drunk or high. I'm like, I know, but it's really nice hearing that <laughs> still. Like, it just shows me that deep in the heart, like, she does, like, when her defenses are down from substances. Yeah. Uh, and this is the most I've ever shared like that on a podcast. So, Jenny, there you go. But, um, and I'm not naming names, but mm-hmm. it just shows that it's in there. Like, and uh, really? it's in there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how about the relationship between the adopted children? How has that played out?
1: Oh my word, (laughs) it's been a whole nother hour. Um, So one cool thing is that um, understanding blended families has helped a lot. And so we had, um, Ron Deal has blended of the blended family and step family resources. And so he—he's also with family life, and and he reached out, or his people, his assistant reached out about he wanted to go to lunch and talk about our blended family. I'm like, or yeah, our blend. I'm like, what? I'm like, John, like, what are they talking about? Do they think that like you had some kids and I had some kids and like we got together and we're like trying to merge our kids? And he goes, Trisha, my husband's like, we are a blended family. Uh He's like, all these kids come and I. a, literally a, when they even asked me for lunch i'm like why is he asking me like <laughs> but i i even had cory as a, a single mom so john adopted him and then we adopted all these kids because i was thinking like john and i are the only ones that have been married like you know what i mean and these are all our kids from different places but we're a blended family and so one thing that i learned from Ron Deal is that you not only have the parents' relationships with each other, and then the parents' relationship with each child. You also have the parents' relationship with this sibling group and this sibling group. Then you have all the all the kids have a relationship with each other, right. and so it's like the multiple of I don't even know how many because this the thirteen year old has the relationship with the twelve year old, with the sixteen year old, with the eighteen year old, with the twenty year old, the twenty year old, the twenty three year old. But then also she has a relation, you know, so it's like all these interacting with all the people who have relationships with each other. And it's at first, there was a lot of my biological and we all, we still get that sometimes. Um, so like the, the four sibling girls, they also had one that aged out of foster care. So she's a bonus a, adopted daughter. Um, and they'll be like, we're going to get a tattoo with just my, our biological you know so it was that kind of stuff or we're going to have a family meeting and so one of the one in the sibling group before would pull all the other ones in for their family meeting and john's like well if we're having a family meeting we're all going to be there because we're all family so it was it was was kind of the merging of them together was was hard because they saw themselves as their complete family unit. And so there's there was parts of it where we really really had to work with therapists on, nope, we're all a family unit. We're all gonna do this together. Um, but there was also um old, I guess labels they put on each other. So there was one that was the good one. There was one that was the drama emotional gonna have fits, one. There was one that there's a set of twins in there. One of the twins was aggressor. One of them was the victim and they, they all played their roles. And the therapist like they, we have to break these roles. These are not good roles for them. And the one, yes, for many years, the youngest one had a lot of trauma and fits and different things, but we're not going to say, Oh, you always do this. Or you're not going to expect that you're going to teach her differently or the victim and the victor one. Of course, it's easier to see the not the victor, the aggressor and the vic, the victim. The aggressor got a lot of you're the bad kid. And then the victim got a lot of attention for being a victim. Mm-hmm. So we need to not let that victim get attention for being a victim because, she, like a the therapist says, she's going to find someone to be a victim to her whole life. Right. And so it was a lot of breaking out of their molds. Um, but so while there's that kind of things, you have to kind of have to break it down, like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And, you know, break down those things.
0: When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital info ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward um, there, slash.
1: There's also times where the therapist is like, you know, it's okay for them to have that type of relationship. So like with the five-year-old and the two-year-old, she took care of him for a very long time. Uh-huh. Like he, he's alive because she was probably feeding him. She was taking care of him. As a toddler, taking care of a little baby, like it's a three-year-old taking care of a baby, probably, and kept him alive. So when she was, when we first got them, she would make sure he got food in his place. She wanted to help him. She, and so the therapist is like, you know what, it's not like you're still the parent and they both still listen to you. It's okay if she wants to help him and it's okay if he wants her, if he's okay accepting that help. And so even now, when we go on family trips, she'll go and pack a suitcase for him. Aww. and it's one of those things where i just now i can see this precious like she's never like in her mind she's not trying to take the place or be the mom right. she just she just took care of him and so still um like they'll go someplace and so we, we're, we just went on a trip last week i'm like hey buddy um she's case because yep bella packed it for me i'm like what's in it he goes don't know <laughs> he's almost 13 he's Bella picks him back you know packs his bag for him and he's she's happy to do it he's happy to do it I'm like hey I don't have to pack your bag so some things are we have to break these molds we have to break these rules and some things are you know what they have a different relationship and it's okay Um, but we have definitely seen it's taken a while but they all interact I wouldn't say 100% like biological siblings i would say 90 percent though um where before there was us against them lots of that mentality going on where now even um now that like one of the 20 year olds she's on she's the one that's on the good path i guess has her own apartment has her own job um her and our our little boy used to fight constantly it was like world war three with them around and now they get along so well and it took that space they just needed a little bit of space of her not living in the house and now he's like hey she works at taco Bell. would you bring me a taco yeah what kind do you want i'm like i can't i can't even believe this conversation is happening because they hated each other so again you can have those people that are naturally easy to get along with those that aren't um but for those that are like maybe they're considering it that's one of the worries it therapy therapy has helped a lot prayer has helped a lot a snub for a team we're all doing this we're all going on vacation together we're all going to the water slides together we're all someone has a basketball game we're all going to sit and watch the basketball game we've just had to be purposeful about building those relationships and about having the team which even to the point where they're just so used like if we're all if, if we're going if we say hey We're all going to, we have a theme park called Magic Springs. We're all going to we're going to Magic Springs. They they just know all of us are going to Magic Springs, like unless someone has to work, you know, but everyone's going. And we had my brother come into town um with his new wife. And we were all going to sight and sound theater. Or, you know, we're like, hey, what are we doing Friday? We're going to sight and sound. Well, he's like, you know, I don't know. I think we're gonna go do this. And my kids are like, what do you mean? he can't go do something else. Like and we're used to like, we just all do it. We don't like, we're just so used to moving as a unit now that they were really upset that I'm like, well, you know, he's an adult. He lives like in a different state. He has a, a wife. They make decisions on their own all the time. They don't have to do what we're going to do. And our kids really had a hard time because they weren't going to come. They're like mad. They wouldn't, even message him, they'd message and text my brother all the time for like a week because they were so mad he didn't want to do what we were doing. So it's neat to see. Yeah. I mean, now looking back, because the last adoption was in 2016. So it's taken seven years, but we're at a point where we we do feel like it's an all. It's an us. They all feel like we're together. It was a lot of years where it did not feel that way at all. Um so the The point that we're there now is really, really cool.
0: Well, and I'll interject here, you have a book called The Grumble Free Year. And Mm -hmm. that was a project for your family, specifically, that you were going to have a grumble free year. Do you want to tell us a few minutes about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, having so many kids, we, one thing I love to do as a writer and a speaker is when I'm going somewhere to research or to speak, if instead of like, hey, um, you know, yes, you're going to pay for my travel and buy me a plane ticket. Like, can I use that money and bring my family? And so, and a lot of people know about this. So we, I got in, invited to speak in Seattle, Washington at a writer's conference. And you know, they know me, but they're, you know, they're friends like online, you're, the writer community is really close. So I said, well, you know, I, I'll think about it. And she goes, well, we already know you're probably going to want to bring your family so we already have someone um, that's part of our board that will let you use the house a house and we'll pay for your gas money and like food for your family and so they know they really know me if they could they come to me with that proposal because I can't say no to that like my whole family gets to go we get gas paid food paid and you have a house for us to sit and I'm like but you know my kids right like is this house like am I gonna have to be scared that they're going to break stuff they're like no it's someone's beach house it's really comfortable they know your family they know your kids it will be fine um and so we drove from um and so our older one that had um that he's our youngest biological he wanted to come too. so there's 11 of us in a 12 passenger van going from little rock arkansas to seattle washington that's a long. It's a th- it's three thousand miles each way, and so by the time we got there, we were so frazzled with everyone grumbling and complaining, and she's touching me, and it's my turn with a DVD player, and John and I sat down like this has to change, and I'm like, hey, we had already been planning to take them on a cruise. They did not know um, we'd been saving up money, so we're like, hey, I have a proposal for you guys let's work on not grumbling for a year. We're going to, like, I know you're not going to be perfect, but we're going to read scriptures. We're going to figure out ways to be thankful. We're going to work on this for a year. And if you guys work on it for me with us, uh, we'll go on a cruise. And so you get the little kids are like, Yay! and then some kids are like, it'll never happen. And some kids are like, I don't know, that sounds stupid. Like all, all, the, all the different, all the different things. But then they finally agreed, well, kind of, But we could go on a cruise.
0: It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS. But some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nanozeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals so the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward
1: slash TRS. And so it was months of let's read what the Bible says. We read a lot about the grumbling Israelites, a lot of scriptures about grumbling. We tried to do a gratitude jar that did not work well. We there's like all we did gratitude journals, like we did all these things and and god really worked and i go into all the different stories how god worked in our family that year but when we did go on a cruise which was a year later um the drive from little rock arkansas to mobile alabama was i want to say completely different it was 85 percent different because we had been working on our attitudes we had been working on not grumbling we had been working on more gratefulness, um, maybe even 90%. I mean, it was a big night and day difference and it just goes, and we, I ended up writing a book about it because it just goes to show like these things we, we don't think we can overcome them. Um, we can, and God's word is right there. And basically all the ideas that I came up with failed, <laughs> like, Hey, we can do this, we can do this. And when we turn to God's word and see what he had to say about it, those all worked. So I don't even know, like depending on the Holy spirit to give you the fruit of the spirit. Hey, that's a concept. <laughs> So through the grumble for a year, um, yeah, that, that book is just our kind of journey of again, coming together as a family and not grumbling and getting along.
0: And it just shows you can, I mean, if anyone can do something like that in their family, if you, if you can do something like that in your family with all the different blends and all the different dynamics and all the different challenges, anyone can really do that. Yeah. Yeah. In closing, um, I know your time is valuable, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I feel like we could talk all day.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um
0: in closing, for those families that are considering adoption, I'm just I'm hearing a lot of, you know, somebody for somebody that hasn't ever um, adopted, or let me start over. So somebody looking in could, think that adoption is all rainbows and lollipops. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing from this conversation is that adoption is sacrifice. Adoption mm-hmm. is definitely a ministry that you have to go into with that mindset that you're doing this for God, not for yeah. what you get out of it. Um, if there, you know if there are, if there are people listening that maybe the Lord is calling them to adopt or beginning to nudge them in that direction, What are a few things that you would, would share with them?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing, uh, because I get a lot of women, like when I go places, like they feel called to adoption, but their spouse doesn't. Um, And so 100% pray about it and pray that if it's supposed to happen, that God will soften your spouse's heart without you like trying to talk them into it or nag them into it or guilt them into it because it's hard enough when you have both people on the same team. And so I would say our marriage, I mean, we took in seven kids in five years span. That's a lot. And kids from trauma and and doing therapies. I mean, every day we had multiple therapies. It was a lot. So, but the fact that John and I were on the same team and we prayed, like I prayed about it without, I brought it up maybe twice in you know over a couple of years before God finally like softened his heart to it or opened his eyes to it. Um, so pray if you feel that it's supposed to happen, pray about it. Just pray that your spouse will um agree with it and be not that you're trying to talk them into it. Um, also you know, a lot of people think of adoption in the private adoption, um, and that it is expensive. Um also know that just because uh, a child was adopted as a newborn through a private adoption doesn't mean there isn't trauma there any adoption is trauma and then also if you like this is on my heart I've been wanting to do it we thought it costs a lot of money um adopting from foster care does not cost anything and you know you will have to go through training that you will have to do get the house have them check your house and do the home studies and do all the things that you have to do um but if finances are a big thing. Know that God can provide. And we have friends that we have one friend, um, uh, Todd and Brooke Tillman, they adopted from Korea and they did tons of fun fundraising. they were a pastor's family. They had four boys at the time. They did tons of fundraising to adopt, um, a baby girl from Korea and God brought her after like, I mean, months and months and months of car washes and t-shirt sales and just lots of stuff. And then they got a call that, that birth mom had another baby it was like a year later and what did they want to consider opening their home to her and they had just they're like we we've gotten every penny out of every person that we could possibly think of but they told them that they would pray about it and as they were praying about it and as they were sharing their prayer requests someone that they didn't even know very well stepped up and paid for that whole adoption so all that to say like if god has it as a plan for you god will provide for that plan whether it is through foster care which the state pays for all the fees or someone to come and just write a check i've had multiple people that i know that had people come and just pay for all their adoption fees um or if if it's god's will for you guys to get together with your church and do fundraisers that could be too i mean so basically god will provide if he's put it on your heart um, and then know that there are wonderful resources out there and there's wonderful people out there to support you on your adoption journey. And I would say, you know, even when I go to speak as a um, writer at writer's conferences or as a homeschooling mom at, at homeschool conferences, most people, because they know I'm adopted mom, will come and ask tons of questions about adoption or they're having struggles in there with their adopted kids. Um, it's like it's like a club kind of that you enter where people know the traumas they know and i've gotten so many good helps from other parents or from therapists in
0: these troubling times it's no secret that we are being censored it's getting harder and harder to spread the truth facebook is throttling us and we don't know how much longer we will be there here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with deep roots at home Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times.
1: We've had, we had a therapist, uh, occupational therapist and speech therapist who would come to our house because we had so many kids and we had seven kids that need therapy. And so instead of me taking seven kids and sitting in the waiting room, they're like, we'll just come to your house. And they were Um, You know, I think the first couple of weeks I would make sure the house was clean when, before they got there and I'd be so stressed out. And after a while, I mean, they, they became such a part of our family. Like they walk in, they're stepping over the shoes. They're taking the dirty dishes to the sink before they could sit down to do therapy. They just became family and God just surrounded us with amazing people. So no That, you know, God will provide whether it's financially, whether it's through other people, whether it's through adoptive parents, whether it's through professionals, we've had the best trauma counselors, the best speech therapists, occupational therapists, like it really, God has just surrounded us with people that have helped us on this journey um, in in ways that I didn't even think I'd need it. And so it's amazing that if God has a plan, God will provide for that.
0: So what about somebody that's like i i i feel called to do this i don't even know the first where to go for the first to for the first look are there websites yes
1: let me let me pull up the right one because i want to make sure i get you to the right one um chris c-a-f-o what does this stand for c-a-f-o christian alliance for orphans i think c-a-f-o com. Okay, so uh, CAFO.org is um, called Christian Alliance for Orphans. And so if you go there, they have um, information about adoption and they have like where to get information for the different states on what the requirements are. They have foster care information. They have a global network. They have research. They have a summit that they do every year. In fact, one of the we moved to Arkansas. The first couple that had us over our ch- over for dinner at our church. He is now um, Jason Weber is now the head of this, which is so funny that they weren't even working in foster care or adoption at the time, and now they're the head over this ministry. But C A F O dot Christian Alliance for Orphans. Has a ton of information. It has where you can connect with churches, where you can connect with training, where you can get resources, what books to read, all that. Um, It's the one place I would definitely submit that. And then also, um, many states also have a heart gallery that shows kids that are already available for adoption. Um, It might be like waiting kids photos or heart gallery. If you put that into a Google search, be warned. If you go googling and look at the kids, uh, you're probably gonna want to adopt because <laughs> the photos are just yeah. There's so many children, and then um, I know focus on the family. Also, if you look like at focus on the family adoptions, um, they have a lot of different things that focus on the family, um, and then just your local um, this different acronym letters whatever your state is ours is DCFS, which is Department of my DHS department. I don't know what it stands for. The ones that have kids in foster care, they usually have where you can ask for more information about foster care or adopting from foster care from your local organizations.
0: Marvelous. All right. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Tricia. I know that this is going to be a blessing to a lot of our listeners. Um, I, I think your story is so inspirational and um, you know, I, whether, whether a couple is called to adopt or not um, prayers for those adoptive key families are so important prayers for the orphans. And mm-hmm. so this is um, this is something that all of us can benefit from. And I just appreciate so much you sharing your story today.
1: Yeah. And, um, Thank you.
0: If uh, you know, if anybody is interested, and I know you will be interested in check- checking out Trisha that is Trisha's website. And she has um. A, an amazing blog that is very, very uh, full and helpful, full of information. You've got information on all of her books that are out there, including the Grumble for Year that we just talked about. She also has a book called Calming Angry Kids that mm-hmm. is also very practical um, uh, if from her experiences as an adoptive mom and as a mom in general. Um, mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to go over to trishagoyer.org as well. Um, is it .org or .com?
1: .com, Trish .com,
0: Trish .com. Sorry about that. That's okay. squire.com. <laughs> um so with that we're going to end this podcast and uh uh just pray that everyone has a blessed day and thank you so much Trisha. Have a wonderful rest of the day.
1: Thank you. It's been great being here. for
0: joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.